What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm in a great mood. Birds are chirping. Good morning. Welcome to the weekend. And we had a really exciting game to kick off week two. We had an onside kick and all that stuff. We had, what, a, like, what a no-brainer start, Josh Palmer. That was just, he, he was a stud. That was great. Gets that little late touchdown and saves my bacon a little bit. But welcome to Fantasy Football Today. Looking at seven NFC home games, including Kirk Cousins in primetime. That was a terrible thing last year. Aaron Rodgers in primetime. That's usually a really good thing. Uh, so that's Sunday night, Monday night for Cousins and Sunday night for Rogers. Those are two of the games we'll be talking about. What about the Bucks? Tom Brady have anyone to throw to? All right, let's get to Dave and Jamie here, guys. I will say the better team did not win yesterday. Agree or disagree? Uh, disagree. The better team won. But they're both really fun teams. It kind of. I was thinking about this. How how huge would Herbert get if he were in the NFC? Like he'd he'd be. The talk of the NFC, if he was there, because in the AFC, he's overshadowed by Mahomes in his own division and Josh Allen. Yeah, in the he, NFC, he's the man. Who would overshadow him? The throw he made to DeAndre Carter was, it's going to be one of the best throws of the year. It was sick. Uh, but, okay, maybe the Chiefs are better, but I think the Chargers were better last night. Jamie, do you agree with that? Chargers were better last night, yes. Asante Samuel gets that interception, and and Herbert doesn't throw the, the bad one. Um, they win that game. Mm-hmm. Big edge in total yards, big edge in time of possession. But the Chiefs win at 27-24. We have some injuries to talk about. Obviously, Justin Herbert, the thought is that he's going to be okay. He took a big shot to the ribs in the fourth quarter. He's going to have more testing today. I'm not going to play the hypothetical game. We'll react to it when the news comes in. Uh, but they lost two offensive linemen, center Corey Lindsley and right tackle Trey Pipkins. No idea the severity right now. Miko Hardman also left with an injury. I guess we don't really have injuries to talk about. We just have injuries to review. So, Dave, with that being said, uh, what are the big fantasy takeaways from this game? Chiefs 27, Chargers 24. 
Uh, the biggest one might be it, Austin Eckler was a total dud until the final drive, and then the final drive kind of saved his day and made him close to 20 PPR points. I think he had 17 in full point scoring, and he he really needed that last drive to come through. I think there are some fantasy managers that are worried about Austin Eckler and, and him not hitting his upside as a top three overall pick, but he'll get there. He'll be fine. And then the other one just on the Chargers is Mike Williams. Huge game, 10 targets, um, almost all of them in the first two and a half quarters of the game. He didn't have another catch after his touchdown. What a touchdown. Yeah. Catch. Uh, I, 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 was, I, I watched games with the sound off for the most part. And on that play, I just, I was like, oh, another incomplete pass in the end zone to Mike Williams. That stinks. And then he why starts to celebrate. And I'm off? like, what the hell? What? Yeah. Why do you watch games with the sound off? I don't know. I just, I feel like I can concentrate better. Okay. So I, I, uh, I, I see them celebrating and then I turn the sound on and then I watch the replay and I was like, that's gotta be the best catch of Mike Williams. Like best touchdown catch of Mike Williams career. It was awesome. It was terrific. And he was really great. stepped up. I want to see him. I want to see him keep this up though. Like he's got the potential to do this and to play like a big man receiver. Why, why can't it be done every week? Why was it not done in week one? Um, and on the final drive, I noticed, man, he didn't even get a target on that drive. He was double covered on six of the plays of that drive, including all four inside the five. So mm. that's why. Uh, he actually, I, I feel like he did get a target. It was the one that should have been intercepted. It was a, like a terrible pass by yes, it was injured Herbert. Herbert had all night. Right after his injury. Jamie, yep. is there anything we can take away from the Chargers passing game without Keenan Allen? Because like Gerald, I just felt like a lot of the things that Gerald Everett was doing would usually go to Keenan Allen's, like a lot of short stuff. Uh, should we just kind of live in two different worlds, one with Keenan Allen, one without Keenan Allen? Also, let's talk five minutes about what you all, what you both thought about the broadcast and Herb Street and Al Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Dave didn't listen to it. But, Jamie, what do you think? Is there just, just we can't really take anything away from it because Allen didn't play? I wouldn't put too much stock in it. But, I mean, you know, look, this is uh, two productive games, one with Allen for a portion of it and then one without him for Gerald Everett. So, you know, we're looking at this position and knowing that they had 130 plus targets to the tight ends last year as a group and Parham is hurt right now. You know, I think Gerald Everett's certainly going to be a weekly starter moving forward until he proves otherwise. Uh, I think in terms of, you know, the, 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 the distribution of targets, you know, we're probably somewhere in between week one and week two. And so, you know, to Dave's point about why didn't Mike Williams do this in week one, that's the evolution of Justin Herbert. Doesn't have to necessarily rely on one guy. What's going to happen in week two? He was down his arguably his top receiver. So he went early and often to the second guy and get him going, uh, who is now the de facto number one. So um, I don't think you're going to bench Mike Williams moving forward. You shouldn't because this is what he's capable of doing. And we saw, we saw it in stretches last year. He was just an absolute dominant force. And so he's, he's absolutely in your lineups week in, week out. In terms of what Keenan Allen will do, um, you know, he may not reach the heights of what Keenan Allen has been because there are other weapons, but I still think you're starting Keenan Allen. So it's not going to be four targets across the board for everybody. It's also not going to be 10 targets in a hurry-up situation because they're probably going to win more games than that to Austin Eckler. It's not going to be, you know, feeding Mike Williams like we saw in the first half. So um, I think you just, you know what you're getting with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. That'll be fine. Do you try to sell high on Mike Williams for the next five days? Uh, you can, sure. And I would say uh, on, on on a different top, topic of conversation, if Justin Herbert, we find out he has broken ribs, um, you know, or something. Oh, you know, that, yeah. You have a chance to pick up a quarterback now. So right. Yeah. This is like a special situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right. I, I think I you should, see who 
if you're buying a Chargers pass catcher, you should probably wait until you get some Herbert news. Yes. So real quick well, on the Chargers. That's a good opportunity if Herbert's fine to buy low on Keenan Allen. Yeah. All right. Good. Op- uh, and and okay. Before we move on to the Chiefs, you are you both cool with Eckler? Like, if you were redrafting today, would he still be a top three pick? I don't think so. I mean, I'm not going to overreact after two games. So yes. All right, but we did see Sony Michelle working at the goal line last week. It was Eckler at the goal line. This week it was Michelle, uh, and a little bit of Eckler too. He was in there inside the five yard line in the two minute drill, but that was disappointing. You know that he didn't get those opportunities near the goal line. So, all right, like okay, still still a still an elite player. To the Chiefs, not a great day for Mahomes. Twenty one fantasy points for him. Uh, not that he was bad, but 21 fantasy points after 45 last week. Clyde, this team is really interesting right now. I mean, Clyde is doing a ton, but not on a lot of touches. Maybe not in a sustainable way. He had a 52-yard run late in the game. That really made his game. He did have four catches. Juju was invisible. All the wide receivers were invisible. Kelsey didn't have a great game. Maybe it was just the Chargers defense. Their secondary is loaded. Um, Dave, do you think... There will be a reliable starter on the chief on the Chiefs other than Mahomes and Kelsey. So running backs and wide receivers. Fantasy managers that have Clyde Edwards Elaire are gonna keep using him. I just he's he's Clyde, Clyde explosives Hilaire. He just some really great runs by him through the first two weeks of the season. You wish he had more than 12 touches in a game. But you could use him as a number two running back and try and ride this hot hand. Just understand that he's not going to be the main guy in this offense. They're using multiple dudes. So he's a start. And I'm telling you, when when there's a matchup that comes along where it looks like they're going to face a team that plays a lot of zone, that's when you're going to want to go toward Juju. I was I my theory was there would be more work for Valdez Scantling in games where they played a lot of man coverage. The Chargers played 44% man against them on Thursday. Valdez Scantling had seven targets. He just couldn't do anything with them. I think you're going to see some impatient fantasy managers jump off of Valdez Scantling, and I don't blame them for it. I think that that's probably a move that you can make if there's somebody on waivers that you'd rather have. Juju would be the next guy up after Edwards Alaire, and I think he's a reliable flex, but I'm not going to call him a reliable number two receiver. It just depends on the matchup from week to week. Okay. I, I did just want to, you know, I think it's worth noting. With J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, and Derwin James, this could be a very tough matchup for passing games. And pass rush, that's going to be a problem for everybody. Yeah, and they really... Yeah, I rated them as one of the toughest defenses in the league coming into the year. Yeah, so I don't know what to make of it, but I I think for Clyde, Jamie, I think a lot of people are going to ring the sell-high bell just because he's had 12 and 10 touches in two games. Should you or should you just ride it out and accept there might be some bad games, but also he's clearly the lead running back for the team. But McKin- but again, he's not going to well, guarantee to get every va- high-value touch. McKinnon got the one-yard touchdown catch or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I would say both scenarios are correct. I would say if you have him and you don't get a deal that you like, you ride it out. But I also think that if you can find somebody that you can flip him for, um, you know, there are going to be a lot of frustrated people that are 0-2 and looking at Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a running back situation that they may not be happy with and say, okay, that's a package that I could put together to get Edward Solaire in a receiver, and you're getting an upgraded receiver, or you're getting a tight end that you might like. You know, the, and Mark Andrews is another bad game. If you could turn Clyde Edwards Solaire into Mark Andrews or something right. like that, you know, that's the type of move that's going to make you a much better fantasy manager. I got a question on a radio show today about, um, I think, that exact scenario turning Clyde Edwards Solaire into, uh, oh no, it was Cordero Patterson, turning Cordero Patterson into uh, Mark Andrews. Like, mm, there are people yeah. that panic in fantasy. Oh, yeah. You know that. You know, so, you know, he's, he's the perfect sell high candidate because you probably drafted him to be a third running back. Um, 
I just want to go back to the the Chiefs receivers for a second. Uh, you can absolutely drop MVS. You might want to pick him up in a few weeks, but he's not a, a hold guy. Uh, most teams play a combination of man and zone, so you're going to get some some mix up situations of you know Juju having good opportunities, Juju having bad opportunities. Uh, this was just a great defense. You know they they are going to frustrate a lot of teams. Um, the fact that uh, you know he probably didn't think Mahomes was going there. The the Watson touchdown on JC Jackson. Um, that's not going to happen very often to that guy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, and Mahomes threw a laser, you know, so this is what Mahomes told us though. You know, he said, there's not going to be a guy. And yep. so it was, it was Watson and McKinnon catching the touchdowns, but it was him just using who was open. And so it's two weeks of that. It's, it's two weeks of uh, the, the third string tight end catching a touchdown as part of the five in week one, you know, so they're going to be guys that just, step up and they're going to be guys that, you know, get frustrated uh, for us or we're frustrated about them. Excuse me. So you just have to understand what you're doing. Is the 13 PPR points Juju had in week one close to his ceiling? Without a touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. yeah six for 79 okay. is a good game. I think so too. It's almost. So 14. that's the lens that you have to look through, look at him through. Um, last thing on Herbert, if you've got Herbert and you want to pick up a quarterback to potentially stash now, I've got four names for you. Tannehill's against the Raiders at home. Mariota is against the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, Geno Smith is against the Falcons. And Davis Mills, Houston plays at Chicago in week three. I think I, I Mariota might be the first one I go after there just for the rushing numbers. And then Tannehill. But those are some quarterbacks that you can go and look at but if you see want if, to stash somebody. See hmm. if Wentz is available first. Wentz plays Philly. Yeah, I mean, if he has yeah, another good game, I'd be more, more comfortable. It's supposed to be a tough matchup, but uh, I was talking to an Eagles true. fan about their defensive coordinator. I think they're a little bit down on him because he's just not turning the talent yeah. into production, Jonathan Gannon. Anyway, that we're going to talk about yeah. that when we when we do discuss the Vikings and the Eagles. Listen, people, if you're a small business owner or anybody looking to make a hire, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So you know about LinkedIn, right? We're all on LinkedIn. I went on this morning to take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. Very, very easy to use. There's a jobs tab and then there's a create a post tab or whatever it says. It is so simple and it's really going to help you find the right people for your company. So an extremely easy thing to do and you're going to get great results. You add your job and uh, and you put your, your hiring frame, your purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring and it'll spread like wildfire after that. There are simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you're looking for. So again, this is a, a great time of year. Finish out the year strong, get the right person for your job, and use LinkedIn Jobs to do that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires against the uh, versus the leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash FFT. That is linkedin.com slash FFT. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, it's linkedin.com slash FFT. Unfortunately, we got a ton of injury news to update you on here. So let's get to it. And then we'll talk about, we'll, we'll do beat the waiver wire real quick. Like Khalil Herbert's 58% rostered. You got to get Khalil Herbert. Uh, Please. I'm, right? Come on. 
Uh, it's a must. And we'll do Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Orleans. Is a must. Mark Ingram's a must right now. Yep. Mark Ingram is 41% rostered. Yep. Uh, we'll do Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Washington, Detroit, Atlanta, and the Rams, Seattle, San Francisco, and we'll save the best for last, Carolina at the Giants. Mike Evans, Julio Jones did not practice. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Mike Evans, Julio Jones did not practice. So this is Tampa Bay at the States, and there's so many injuries, Jamie. So Russell Gage is Russell Gage had two good games against the Saints last year, by the way. One great game against the Saints when he was, you know, really the number one guy playing well. And he had a better quarterback then. We're not <laughs> we're not talking about him right now, but should we be? I mean, what's the situation here for the Bucs? Do Tom Brady owners need to scramble and find another quarterback? What do you think? Well, I mean, obviously, if there's no Mike Evans, for sure. But if there's, you know, no Julio or no no Evans, no no Gage, um, I know Gage practiced, but still he's still battling the hamstring injury. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for him. I mean, this is a great defense that's frustrated him more times than not. And uh, he's had two really awful games against him in the four games that they face in the regular season. So I don't I don't think Brady's in line for a great game if everybody's healthy. And then you take those guys away, plus Donovan Smith is not there. It's, it's, uh, it's really bad. So... Um, yeah, Gage is, is, is somebody you should keep on your radar. You know, once we find out the Friday practice report, I'm going to guess Evans plays. So, you know, that takes away a little bit of the upside for him. Uh, if Julio plays, that takes away a lot of the upside for him, but he could have a good game. Sure. If you want to, you know, play the, uh, deep league route, take Russell Gage. And hopefully this is one of his, uh, better games with Tampa Bay. If, is there another Tampa Bay wide receiver? We'll just wrap no, up on this now. No. Okay. Uh, Brady, we saw last year. Evans got hurt. Godwin got hurt. Fournette got hurt. He's questionable, but he should play. And Antonio Brown wasn't playing. They lost 9-0. They got shut out by the Saints. J.K. Dobbins practiced in full, Dave. Woo, woo. That is some type of train carrying J.K. Dobbins. Where is the it carrying? The J.K. train. <laughs> to your bench or to your lineup? How desperate are you a running back? If, if you are really thin and you need somebody who's going to play, Start J.K. Dobbins, but expect five non-PPR fantasy points. Oh, why? Why so low? Because I, I, I am not convinced he's going to get in and, and see a huge workload. It, it could be you might get James Robinson, and he plays half the game, and he does really well. You might get Cam Akers, and he struggles, and he barely plays. So there's risk, but if you're desperate for a running back that's got some upside, he's the one, but assume five non-PPR fantasy points. Okay, so J.K. Dobbins, since we previewed, we, uh, previewed this game yesterday, the game of the week, Dolphins I, and Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I would amend the statement if we hear that Dobbins, and from somebody other, maybe even if we hear from Harbaugh, that Dobbins looks amazing, he's back to his old self. You know, if the beat reporters show optimism, then you can raise it. Six non-PPR points. No, it'll be <laughs> higher than that. But you get the idea. You want, to, you want to kind of see it first with Dobbins, if you can help it. Yeah, so you'd start... Obviously, you'd start AJ Dillon over him. How about I would? How about in that game? Would you go Chase Edmonds or or Dobbins? If it's PPR, I think it's Edmonds, and even in non PPR, I bet I have Edmonds ranked ahead of Dobbins. Uh, Devin Singletary against Tennessee or J.K. Dobbins against the Dolphins? Singletary for me, still. Yeah, I think it's still right. Singletary. So you guys are going to be pretty cautious. Okay. Leonard Fournette was limited in practice. Hopefully he's Although I don't know. What's what's the upside for Singletary? I would hope that after what happened last week, he gets more work. But they are 10-point favorites at home, so hopefully he gets some fourth-quarter action. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara missed practice. Don't 
Marking you know, Mark Ingram against Tampa Bay or J.K. Dobbins against the Dolphins if Kamara's out? Ingram. It's Ingram. All right. I mean, it's obviously a tough matchup. But Ingram was very good last year when Kamara didn't play. Uh, Najee Harris practiced in full. That's wonderful. DeAndre Swift has not been practicing, but he says he's going to play, Jamie. You know, in five games that DeAndre Swift did not play or left early with an injury, the lead running back for the Lions had 15, 17, 11, 26, and 19 carries. So a very nice role. The 11 carries was a blowout loss at Denver. Um, but, but first of all, I mean, do you trust DeAndre Swift if he does play? And if he doesn't, where would you rank Jamal Williams? I would trust DeAndre Swift if he plays, you know, probably a low-end number one option as opposed to a middle-tier number one option because he's probably dealing with something and there's always the risk of re-aggravation. So you just have to take that into account with who you're comparing him to. Uh, if Jamal Williams is the guy without DeAndre Swift, he'll be a top 20 running back. Okay, Michael Pittman mispractice. So he's got a quad injury, Dave. Are we? There cons- goes all my fantasy teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, uh, hopefully he practices by Friday. Uh, it's a great matchup for him against Jacksonville. And I, I think he's going to continue to see targets funneled his way. So fingers crossed that he practices on Friday. And there's no way you could consider Matt Ryan if he doesn't play, right? No. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Look, Wait look a for 20 Hines. Yeah, Naeem Hines. That would be nice. I think Hines is a sneaky start even if Pittman plays. I think he's Hines is a safe start every week. Oh, I have to disagree with that. That's a little stretch. Uh, all right. How Maybe about- in like a three flex league, he's a very safe. Did we have this conversation earlier this week? I don't remember. Did was we? Was I part of it? About Naeem Hines being yeah. safe? He's 11 week? PPR points is as safe as you're going to find because he's going to get that every week. I just, I mean, they, yeah, ran, that's they ran 90 plays and he scored 11 PPR points. Yeah, and they were trailing. What somehow. happened in the third quarter? They were trailing. What happened in the third quarter, Mister Third Quarter Guy? I don't know. Oh, they ran ten plays in the third quarter. So That's what? Right. Uh, that you, by the way, I've I pretty much crushed that, right? Like that was a <laughs> that was a great Azer stat right there. I was like, uh, that was an Azer stat. That was the truth. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there shouldn't be that much of a distinction between an Azer stat and the truth, by the way. But I suppose there is. Well, I mean, when you remove things, you're obviously slanting it in your favor. Yeah, like, this was actually factual across the board. If you take away week one, Mike Williams is a top five fantasy. <laughs> Hashtag Acer stats. Seattle safety Jamal Adams out for the season. Giants uh, might, first place Giants might get their best pass rushers back this week, especially Kayvon Thibodeau. And, you know, that's that. Look, it's not going to change anything, but the Panthers' offensive line did not hold up well last week. It's a much better pass rush. They have a rookie left tackle, though, so keep that in mind. That'll be the last game we. Talk about today. <laughs> Your first start, you got to play Miles Garrett. Good luck. Kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Matt It'll be G- fun to watch Aquanu against uh, Thibodeau if Thibodeau plays. Yeah. Did they go back to back? No. I think Aquanu was eight in the draft or seven. And that's uh, eight, I think. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, Matt maybe G- six. Maybe. I can't remember if he went ahead of Evan Neal or. or Shoot, now go he did go ahead of Evan. Neal. Okay, so Thibodeau was five, yeah. Aquanu was six, and Neil was seven, and they're all going to face each other this weekend. Hooray! Mac Jones mispracticed with an illness, but he's expected to play. George Kittle was not seen at practice, so pre- be prepared to not have George Kittle. Be prepared oh, to, to not play Kadarius Tony, who apparently has some hamstring thing, but also was practicing with the third team. Buffalo- Are we cutting him? I think I think you can cut him. Uh, Buffalo cornerback Marlon Humphrey was limited with a groin injury. They already lost one defensive back to, for the season, so hopefully they can get Humphrey back for this game of the week against the Dolphins. 
Miami <laughs> defensive tackle Christian Wilkins mispractice. That could help J.K. Dobbins. Alan Lazard was limited in practice. Are you guys ranking yeah, Lazard? Uh, not yet, but hopefully he's fine. Yeah. yeah, hopefully he's not on the injury report on Friday and we can get him into our rankings. And T. Higgins, we don't know about his status with the concussion, uh, but his his father passed away? Yes. So sad. Yes. Uh, our thoughts yeah. with uh, with T. Higgins. He missed practice yesterday and uh, death in the family, and that's just terrible. So I would love to see him out there this week, uh, but uh, hope everything's okay for T. Higgins and his family. We have a busy Sunday for you. Check out CBS Sports HQ beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern right off until kickoff. You're going to get a ton of fantasy advice, obviously, some insights from reporters that you won't get anywhere else, and you'll get uh, some gambling advice as well if you're interested in that. We have a Saturday mailbag episode. We have people win so much money in week one. It was crazy. Oh, nice. Uh, we have a Saturday mailbag episode that we're going to record on Friday with Dan Schneier and maybe Jamie. So yeah, I'll be there. Okay, good. We'll update you on some key injuries. And let's do real quick, let's do beat the waiver wire. A couple DSTs you might want for week three, and one of them you can certainly use in week two. The Bengals, 51% rostered. They get the Jets next week. They get the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys this week. So uh, I went ahead and added them. I dropped the Ravens. I probably like the Ravens better this week, but you know, didn't want to roster two DSTs, so I just said, I'll start the Bengals this week and keep no, them for the You Jets. made the right move. You like the, the Ravens better? I mean the no. Bengals. The Bengals scored one fantasy point against the Steelers last week, and the Steelers aren't that much better than the Cowboys, or that much worse than the Cowboys, you know, offensively. Um, but I mean, it's a toss-up. Fine, fine. I'm not gonna Bengals over Ravens. Uh, Cowboys next week are at the Giants on Monday night, so those are two DSTs you can look at. Justin Fields against Houston if you want to stash a quarterback, and then all these running backs: Herbert. Rashad White, Algier, Zamir White, Burkhead, Drake, Ingram, Jalen Warren, 49ers guys, not named Wilson. They're all rostered in less than 60% of leagues. And uh, Brian. You know Benjamin? I didn't say you know Benjamin. I don't, I, would you even care about you know Benjamin? He basically He'd be didn't last play. on this list for me. Well, I mean, if you're talking about handcuffs, he's in that conversation for a guy that's been so banged up in his career for James Conner. It's pretty clear that he's the second guy. So. Yeah. You, you don't think he'd split with Daryl Williams? If I don't think that Zamir White would necessarily get every touch. I don't know if Rashad White would get every touch. So if you're putting those guys on this list of picking up stash candidates, he should clearly be in that conversation. He could be last. I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, he should definitely be in the conversation. Well, yeah, Herbert I was going to ask a follow-up question. You know, how many of them would you be excited about if there were Herbert. an injury to the starter? Well, I mean, think about what we just went through with Elijah Mitchell going down and, and the, the varying degrees of people picking up Jeff Wilson. And so we're, we're, we're having this conversation daily for the last five days of you should pick up Jeff Wilson, but you should also add Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason if you have a roster spot. So it's going to be the same thing. You know, it's, it would it'd be the same conversation if Josh Jacobs gets hurt, pick up Zamir White, but maybe find a spot for Amir Abdullah. If, 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 if it's the Cardinals, it's pick up, you know, Benjamin and maybe find a spot for Daryl Williams. You know, it's these, these are, these are not Alexander Madison type of guys, you know, so they're, they're going to be in committees especially the rookies. You know, I can't imagine Tampa Bay is going to say, all right, Rashad, you go protect Tom Brady for 40 snaps. You know, that's not going to be the case. You know, they're going to throw out Gino, Giovanni Bernard if, if he's healthy or even Keyshawn Vaughn if they want to make him on the active roster because he's done it before. So there, there's there's no full-time guy, I think, of these backfields. They could develop into that, which is why I think you should add them. So Herbert, Ingram, um, 
Yeah, those two, right? That, those like those, those two, two are full time oh, guys. Right? Sorry, no, those oh, three Jamal were available. Um, absolutely, should be rostered as close to you know eighty plus percent as as, as you can make room for them because ten team leagues a little bit harder. Sure, but some of these other situations, you're just hoping for good offenses and and those backups to be the the potential lead guys. And I got two IDPs for you. Quay Walker, first-round pick for the Packers, linebacker out of Georgia. He had a really good game, and then he left with an injury, but he had eight tackles in limited time. Quay Walker, he's expected to play this week, so go ahead and get him. And Pete Werner for the Saints, he's more rostered than Walker is, but he had 12 tackles in week one. Quay Walker for the Packers, Pete Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R, W-A-N-B-C. And the other guy you mentioned, too, on Tuesday, Marcus Williams, too. Marcus, Marcus Williams is a good one. Talanoa Hufanga is another one. Okay, there you go, IDP, ID people. Devin Lloyd is still out there in like 75 or so percent of leagues. It's so hard with the percentages for IDP leagues because they're so up and down. Like the, the I don't know. I, I think, I, is it a reflection of every league on CBS or just leagues that are IDP eligible? Just I mean, IDP. I can only tell you the roster percentages on our leagues, but for our leagues, right. like, a, lot, a, a lot of those IDP formats are you only play one defense player or one player per position. So mm-hmm. we go to a little bit of an extreme in our IDP leagues. We it's do. just, it's just, uh, just IDP leagues. Dave. So Aaron, Aaron Donald, for example, is 85% rostered. Right. And Joey Bosa is 82%. So it's, it, I think it's a decent reflection of how unowned these guys are. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Are you ready for starter sit? Here we go. One question for each game. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Who are the must-start guys in this game? Shouldn't this be the question for every game that we're about to do? No, because we spent a lot of time talking about the non-must-start guys, right? The the flex guys. But The must-start guys for Tampa Bay would be Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. And I'm still going to put Brady in that category because I don't want to drop Brady or pick up another quarterback unless I have just a deep enough roster. So I'll say Brady's still a must-start guy, but I would put him in the sit category if I had to put him in a starter-sit situation. Um, for the Saints, it's Kamara and Michael Thomas, and then Jarvis Landry if you need a third receiver. Okay. Yeah, because you got good offensive players, but you got good defenses too, and one of them really has yeah. his number and all that. So uh, I wouldn't love starting the Saints DST, especially if everybody's healthy, but they still rank top 10 for me. The Bucks do too. They're just toward the bottom of that list. Chicago and Green Bay... Who would you start as a flex, David Montgomery or Alan Lazard if he plays? Lazard by a mile. In PPR, there's no question. I'm thinking about it in non-PPR, and I think I might go Lazard there too. Minnesota against Philadelphia. Question here is Bonanza? Yes. (laughs) Oh, don't do this. People were accusing you of calling last night's game a banana. (laughs) Last night's game was, I guess it really wasn't fine. No, it was fine. It was fun. It was good. It was fine for fantasy. It was fine. The Bonanza doesn't guarantee you that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to have a good game. No, but Kelsey was a bust. Kelsey Kelsey wasn't great. Mahomes wasn't great. Juju wasn't great. They weren't terrible. Juju was. killed Harrison Butker. I did. Uh, No, but I think... Kelsey almost got a touchdown and then got body slammed. It was fantastic. (laughs) That was sick. So listen... I think, obviously, we like this game. We like a lot of points, but that doesn't mean Miles Sanders is a slam dunk. Obviously, Thielen and Devontae Smith, you know, so as much as we like it, I'm wor- I'm wondering if it's just going to be too concentrated between too few players in this game. So what about what about those three guys? Thielen, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders. 
Uh, I think what you got from Sanders last week is probably something you can expect with or without the touchdown. You know, so two catches maybe at most, yes. you know, probably in the neighborhood of 80 rushing yards. He looked great running the ball. But for the most part, he always looks great running the ball when he's healthy and the offensive line is good. So um, that's where they are right now. Hopefully he continues to find the end zone. And if that happens, he's going to shatter his ADP and you're going to regret not drafting him. I think the thing about Thielen is Thielen's going to be kind of a, a victim of circumstance. You know, there'll be weeks where he scores a touchdown, but that's kind of, I think, what you knew you were buying, at least. I hope you did. So is he going to have, you know, 80-plus yards consistently? No. Is he going to have maybe in the 50 to 60 range in the chance to score? You know, I think that's probably realistic. I think Devontae Smith has a bounce-back game. You know, um, you hear you you heard Nick Sirianni talk about that. It feels like there's a squeaky wheel game coming. So to what extent, we'll find out. It's a good defense that he's facing. But I would buy back into him as a number three receiver if you start three receivers. I don't know how good of a defense it is. I, I think they played well last week, but the Packers were real beat up. Their offensive line was in bad shape, and it was the first game for two of the receivers. Uh, I, I think this could be a game where Philly's offense is a safer bet than Minnesota's. Washington at Detroit. Would you start Carson Wentz over any big-name quarterbacks this week? I'd start him over Brady. And that, Brady that's going to be Mike Evans and yes. That, right. That's an obvious call if there's no Mike Evans, but I would do it even if Evans plays because Evans won't be at 100%, and Evans' track record against the Saints isn't that good. And I really liked what the Washington offense did last week. I think they stick with it this week, and I don't think the Lions can cover it. So uh, Wentz is not in my top 12, but neither is Brady. He's a step ahead of him. I would also start Wentz ahead of Trey Lance this week. I don't think that's that bold. Um, ahead of Justin Fields. There, there really isn't another big-name guy that I would, uh, you know, Joe Flacco. Okay. Um, All I'm right. just messing around. But I like Wentz. I think Curtis Samuel keeps getting targets. Um, Dotson's fun. McLaurin is fine. Logan Thomas is still one of my favorite it's just guys. Just one question, say. baby. We got a whole, we'll talk, we'll break it all down. All right. I'm excited about the commanders. All right. All right. Good. Uh, Falcons, like that. Falcons at Rams. Who's a better flex, Cordaro Patterson or Allen Robinson? Patterson. Patterson is safer, but Robinson will have a better game. Okay. Uh, Seattle, San Francisco. Are there any good starts in this game other than Debo Samuel? Trey Lance bounces good back with a big game. I could see it. I could definitely see it. Is there? I think there's rain in the forecast for this game. Oh, great. Check right now. <laughs> well, that, that right worked now. out well last week. Uh, Carol, I mean, it, there's a difference if it's a little bit of rain or if it's a freaking yeah. downpour. Uh, yeah. There's rain in the forecast on Sunday. 80% chance with 15 mile an hour winds. <laughs> awesome. It's too early to. 30 years from now, every NFL team is going to have a dome. I can't wait for that day. I hope I'm still alive for that day. <laughs> Jeez. Morbid. All right. I uh, mean, I, what if I get a cockroach stuck in my mouth and <laughs> choke and die? You're terrible. That little son of a just, he ran out the same door he came in during the stream yesterday. So hopefully. So which, which room in your house is he in now? Hopefully none. He ran. A, he came in through a door that goes that's from the outside. So he went back outside during the stream. So now he's probably in your car. Uh, it's on the other side. He's in the backyard. It, waiting in the car seat for that opportunity. I would freak out. I am such a wimp with cockroaches. I hate those damn things. I'm a wimp with everything, but especially cockroaches. All right. I like or love DJ Moore. Carolina, the Giants. We know we're starting to running backs. Like or love DJ Moore. Love. Kind of got to love him. Top 30 overall player this week. Ooh, all right. 
Tampa Bay's at New Orleans. Stat of the game number one. Since Marshawn Lattimore's rookie season in 2017, Mike Evans has scored more than 13 PPR fantasy points once. He is usually a number three wide receiver against the uh, New Orleans Saints. If he plays, where are you going to rank Mike Evans? Currently got him top 15, and it's way too high. Especially uh, after that stat. Uh, top 15. I think, I asked you this yesterday, and I haven't looked it up yet. His numbers without Godwin on the field? Yeah, so there were two games uh, last year in the playoffs where he did not only did he not have Godwin, but he also didn't have Antonio Brown, and he faced elite cornerbacks, Darius Slay, and who was the other one? Oh, Jalen Ramsey, right? Um, and he had 100... He had like 120 yards or something in each game. He, he had over 11, 10, 11 targets or more in each game. This is all from memory. I'm sorry. But you're right, Jamie. You brought this up. When Tom Brady doesn't have anyone else to throw to, then he won't shy away from the best cornerback, and he will just pepper Mike Evans. But Lattimore really has owned him. So go ahead. Make your point. Uh, but yeah. No, I, that, that's what I would hang my hat on. You know, I, I, would, I would bank on, first off, you got to have a pretty loaded receiving quarter bench, Mike Evans, in your fantasy roster. Second of all, I do think that this is where Brady will go. And so I'll trust Mike Evans to have a productive game, maybe not a huge game, but a productive enough game that I'm still starting. I think I just want to invite everyone to listen to the mailbag because this will definitely have more information and watch HQ at noon Eastern. If you're watching live or hearing this before noon Eastern, CBS sports HQ noon Eastern on Friday, we'll get the practice reports then and we'll be able to react to it. But I, I guess like, What's the best scenario for a wide receiver? If, if Let's say Evans and Julio engage all play. Would you rank Julio higher than Evans? Would that be too bold? No. It's too bold. I'd stick with Evans. Okay, let's say Evans doesn't play <clears throat> and Gage and Julio do play. Who's your favorite? Julio. Julio. Okay. But I kind of dig Gage. I wonder if he ends up playing a lot more in the slot. And everybody knows Brady's track record of slot receivers. Yeah. And who's the slot corner now for New Orleans? I don't even know. So that could be a that could be a winning matchup for for Brady and for the Bucks. Okay. Stat of the game number two: the Saints allowed a 100-yard rusher last week. It was the second time in their last 79 games, including the playoffs, that a running back rushed for 100 yards. 79 games. That's according to Mike Triplett. And that was, of course, Cordero Patterson. Nice. Um, but any hesitation with uh, with Fournette, or is he a must-start? He's a must-start guy. Yeah. I'm top 15 at running back. So uh, maybe Daryl Henderson, maybe Antonio Gibson in PPR ahead of Fournette. But he's you're, you're, you're starting him. You should get a lot of catches from Fournette. And yes. And uh, Brady, let's so let's finish up on Brady. Dave, you said you would start uh, Wentz. Wentz over him. Wentz over him. Uh, Stafford, Cousins, Carr, Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. I start Lance over him. I'm I'm getting there. If the weather, if it was going, if it was going to be a picturesque day in Santa Clara, <laughs> uh, I think I'd have Lance ahead of him. But this rain is going to tick me off. Might take off Kyle Shanahan too. Might even bend the brim of his hat. Ooh, nah, probably not that. Okay, how about we go to the Saints? Jameis Winston start or sit? Twenty six fantasy points last week at Atlanta. Almost all of them in the second half. The fourth, almost all in the fourth. In the quarter. fourth quarter, uh, the Bucks were terrific. Two hundred in the fourth quarter. Jeez, man, 
So starter sit Winston this week. You should sit him. You should. I mean, not in super flex leagues, but uh, when another quarterback that Wentz is definitely better than Lance is better than. Uh, for now, Matt Ryan better than Justin Fields too. I like how you when you say T H A N, you give it a little bit of an, a van instead of a then. I like that, Dave. It's very professional. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So Kamara, <laughs> if Kamara plays against this Bucks defense where he's had a lot of trouble running the ball. And last year yeah, he really wasn't have. yeah, obviously. Uh, last year he really wasn't very good in the passing game, you know, and he finally played them without Drew Brees and he had five catches in two games against the Bucks. He wasn't a great start, especially in one game. It was terrible in one game, it was fine in the other. Um in fact, he was 16.6 PPR fantasy points in the other he scored. Is Kamara slam dunk this week if he plays? I mean, he's yeah. he's he's a guy you're probably going to start, but he's outside my top 10. You know, I I think Mine too. You, you saw a few things. First off, how healthy is he? You know, so one shot to the ribs, and that's a nightmare. Um, they're going to use Mark Ingram. Winston's not going to throw to him as much as, you know, we, we, we're used to from, from Breeze. And then the Taysom Hill factor is not going away. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's frustrating. Who would rank higher, Alvin Kamara if he plays or Mark Ingram if Kamara doesn't play? Still Kamara. Yes. I, I think it'd be close, though. Like Miles Sanders or Mark Ingram sans Camara. D- do I go Sanders there? I, th- I think I do. I would. Okay. But Josh Jacobs versus Mark Ingram? I'd still go Jacobs against the Saints. Against the Cardinals, excuse me. Against the Cardinals? Yeah, I probably would, too. Um, A.J. Dillon versus Ingram? Like, that might be the line where I'll take Ingram. Yeah, I like Dillon a lot, so Dillon's easy for me. If you do not have Camara on your team, you are rooting for him to have a terrible game so that the trade window opens and you can buy low on A to the K. Uh-huh. Panthers, Vikings, Seahawks. Uh, we'll see about the Bengals. Cardinals, Raiders. Those are his next six games. And I would say so, the same thing about Tom Brady. Sure. Although he's got Packers, Chiefs. Uh, Love the Steelers it. are in his future. Love it. Yeah, he's got he's got some games where he's got he some shootouts. Won't be able to just run the clock out like. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, the Chiefs will be. I don't know about the Packers. I hope so. Won't be able to run the clock out like they did against Dallas. New Orleans wide receivers. You guys have Michael Thomas in your top ten. Heath is lower on Thomas. He has him 18th in PPR, 28th in non PPR. This is not an easy matchup, but we're going to Michael Thomas here. Uh, Dave starter said Jarvis Landry or Chris Olave. Landry 114 yards on nine targets last week. Love the role that Landry played. He actually had a bunch of deep routes and a bunch of deep catches in the game. Uh, Jameis loves him. I do, too. He's a top 30 receiver for me. Consider him a great PPR flex. Olave could have a splash play in the game. He's more of like a DFS tournament dart throw than a guy I would start in my redraft league. Would you guys start Jarvis Landry or C.D. Lamb? I got Lamb higher. Uh, Lamb slightly. Would you start Jarvis Landry or uh, Russell Gage? Landry. Well, I, I'm not going to ask you. I, I shouldn't ask Bucks ride receivers questions because we don't know who's in and who's out. So, uh, one more Jarvis Landry. Well, you question. can set those parameters if you really nah, wanted that's to. Too com- I think it's too complicated. Let's just wait until we Lazy. get the news. Lazy. Uh, Jarvis Landry or 
uh, a, a Washington Commanders receiver not named Tor- Terry McLaurin? Landry. So Dotson. Uh, Landry. Landry. Okay. I go Dotson and non PPR though. Taysom Hill or Dawson Knox, Cole Komet? Uh, Knox Komet. Uh, I've got Knox over Hill in full PPR. I will take Taysom Hill over Dawson Knox in non-PPR. This, I think, is a reference to yesterday's show. Jarvis Landry or Kareem Hunt? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we had a little Kareem Hunt fight. Well, it depends. Where was Jarvis ranked in the preseason? (laughs) No, stop. (laughs) Uh, What are these DSTs? We'll finish up here. DSTs are kind of low-end, these two? Low-end starters, yes. Uh, I would avoid him again, unless unless the Bucks receivers are gone. So Bengals over these two DSTs. Oh yeah, yeah. Panthers. No. No. Whoa! Respect, respect for those first place Giants. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back, the last place Packers against the first place Bears. You're gonna make me root against the Giants all year. This is how <laughs> come on, this is gonna be fun. Winning. Give me two more days of this, please. All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, Bears at Packers. What about this primetime history for Aaron Rodgers? How good is it exactly? And we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Packers are 0-1, coming off an embarrassing loss, and now they get the Bears, who are 1-0, coming off a great win. And your stat of the game is Aaron Rodgers in primetime, which actually was not as good as I thought last year. In 2020, he had six primetime games, and he scored 30 or more fantasy points in five of them. That was amazing. Last year, very good, but not amazing. 20, 26, 23, 24, and 35 fantasy points for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And you know what? His worst game in that stretch was a Thursday night game at Arizona, and who did not play in that game? Devonte Adams. So, can he get the uh, the primetime magic going without Devonte? How do you feel about Aaron Rodgers in this game? Starter sit. Compare him to Tom Brady. Better than Brady. Uh, low end starter. Top twelve guy. Not a top ten guy, but certainly has an opportunity yes. to have a very strong bounce back performance. Especially if Alan Lazard plays, that'll just be fantastic. If Lazard plays, do you move him ahead of Stafford? And I know you're crazy about Stafford. No, Stafford's top five quarterback for me. No way. Okay, I agree. But I, I I think he's better than Cousins. I think he's better than Brady, better than Trey Lance. Don't get cute. I know last week was bad. We kind of told you that it was going to be bad last week. And this week it should be good because that Bears defense, just, I, I don't think they're ready for, for Green Bay. And the Green Bay's offensive line might be healthier this week than last week. I don't think this is an easy game 
you know, I think people are going to have AJ Dillon questions just about every week. I don't expect him to lead the team in receiving. Um, no, but he's still a low end. He may not be far off though. Well, we're going to start Aaron Jones even after a bad game. Although if he gets, yep. you know, fewer than five carries, then I think we'll maybe start sounding the alarm a little bit. He had five for 49 yeah. and three for 27 True. receiving, but fine. Start right. Jones. Uh, but no, I think this is a tough game. I mean, Montgomery's like flexy. Uh, the wide receivers are obviously. There's really not a very player I would start. Not even Dante Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is that because the Packers should have a good defense, or is that because? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got to bounce back. They're supposed to have a really good defense this year. They played what's going to be one of the better offenses in the league. So that was that was everything on display from Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins against a good defense. They it, it, and, they, and they and they played like and crap. there were breakdowns too. Right. It wasn't just yeah, like they, they really did beat. play like crap. They, their breakdowns were, were embarrassing. So they, this is a, they got to show up here. Yeah, it's a get-right game for them. An easy, it's a layup for them. Yeah, it should be. They're, they're already very familiar with each other because they play each other twice a year. But the new Bears play caller used to be the quarterback's coach of Green Bay. He's probably running a scheme that's very similar to what the Packers are doing now. Um, he'll have some familiarity with the defense. He's practiced against the Packers defense for a while, but the Packers defense should be really good. Uh, I, I'm kind of expecting. Remember how last week I, I said that that the Vikings were going to squash the Packers. I think the Packers give that squash now to the Bears. Can I tell you? And I don't mean spaghetti squash, which can sometimes be good. Something that just happened that probably makes me as angry as even a cockroach sneaking into my house. We do these mock drafts with listeners and then some of them inevitably start playing out the league and making ad drops. And I get an email every time it happens. It was a mock draft. The league is called podcast mock draft. Why are you adding Jarvis Landry? Just we're not playing. Why do you have your alerts set for it? Why I get, don't you let people have fun? <laughs> yeah. Not play. Let them do it. You Fine, don't have I'll to turn the alerts off. You, want Just it. you can be a quitter on the Let the other people do what they want to. Ooh, that seems Adam's risky. Adam's quitting that on a league risky. already. It's, it's a mock too. draft. Uh, uh, who would you start AJ Dillon? What you should have done was let the people play it out and you just give your team away to another podcast listener. You know what? That's actually a pretty good, now that's a good, it's not a good, I'll consider that. It's a great idea. We should, we should do it now. We don't, we shouldn't wait till next year. AJ Dillon. Who are you starting AJ Dillon over? David David Montgomery, Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. um, Jeff Wilson. Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Ooh. um, Is, Is Cordero Patterson too far? No. I'd start him over Patterson. I would too. Dave, you would not start guy for me. I don't I don't I'm not getting away from him until he proves yeah. otherwise. I, I think they're both number two fantasy running backs this week. Here's the only problem with, with calling Dylan a must start guy is based on where some people drafted him, they might just have a lot of really good options. So, you know, for example, True. Miles Sanders yes. and Josh Jacobs, you have Jamie has them behind Dylan. Dave, you have Dylan a little bit behind them. So it's just that's why he's going to be in the mix. I think you know a lot of weeks with a okay. lot of these. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's there. You probably have a lot of decisions with a lot of players, but for me, I, I drafted Dylan ahead of those guys with the idea that he is going to have a breakout season, and that played itself out so far in week one, and I think it will continue in a much better matchup this week. But I, I think I'd start Daryl Henderson ahead of him in PPR. I'd start Gibson ahead of him. I'd start Miles Sanders ahead of him. Gibson's the only those one. Those three guys that we're going after. Which one? These, these are all very solid players, but I, the only one I would do is, is Gibson. All right, and then if Lazard plays, 
I mean, I could speak to myself because I loved Lazard. I have a decent amount of Lazard. I would be excited to start him. If they said, oh, he's going to be limited, he might not. Okay, maybe that would dampen it a little bit. But if, if he plays, like, I think he's going to have a good game, and I'm pumped for Lazard. 100%. Top, top 24 receiver? <sighs> Easy. I mean, I don't, you know, so don't Lazard, or, rankings, Lazard or DK Metcalf. Oh, I mean, Lazard, Lazard for sure. Lazard. I think I would go with Lazard too. I'm starting Lazard over CD Lamb too. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope I'm not going crazier. Uh, obviously, we'd start him over Montgomery. I asked you that earlier. Would you start AJ Dillon? You'd, I mean, sorry. Would you start, um, what was I going to ask? Darnell Mooney or David Montgomery? Who's a better flex? Mooney. Uh, Mooney. Would you start David Montgomery or Jarvis Landry? Landry. Landry. Wow. Wow. Really? John Dotson, too, in PPR. You're that Probably down on Montgomery PPR, this Dotson week? Right Montgomery had 20 touches last week. I know he stunk, but he had 20 touches. You're that down on him? You won't get 20 this week. Uh, I, I, I mean, think there's a change. There, the there, there's, there's a lot to be frustrated about with Montgomery because Herbert's going to play and may have earned more playing time. And score is not going to be in his favor, most likely. So... Will that help him maybe his role in the passing game? Potentially. But I just, it, that offensive line's bad. And I think it's going to be in a lot of trouble this week. Can you give me a second to look up something, Adam? I want to see how the Packers did against. They're only 50 minutes in. Inside and we're outside gonna go, zone. We're actually going to go fast the rest of the way. I, I promise. Uh, Darnell you're Mooney, you're going to sit Darnell Mooney for a lot of guys. How about Darnell Mooney or, um, or uh, Devontae Smith? I like Devontae Smith better. All right. So try to get away from Mooney. Komet, Jave is the highest. He has Komet. Uh, that was the word Dave, not Jave. Dave has Komet 13th. Jamie and Heath have him outside the top 15. So you can get away from him if you can. Oh, Robert Tunyon or Cole Komet? I would go Tunyon and non-PPR. I'll go back to Komet and PPR. But this is another guy I think that we're... You, this is another beat the waiver wire guy. St- yeah, 40% rostered. And, you know, five targets last week, which is actually pretty good for that team. Um, and he had a decent game. Three catches for 36 yards. Robert Tunyon. Packers DST is a start. All right. Minnesota at Philadelphia. This game we might spend a little bit of time on. The rest of them should be fairly easy. Philadelphia up front. They weren't very good. Derek Barnett's out for the season now. They didn't play defensive tackle Jordan Davis all that much in week one. That could change this week. Cause it seemed like he had a pretty good debut. Um, but Jalen Hurts is easy. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown are easy. So th- who do you like better, Thielen or Devontae Smith? I, don't, I think you said Smith, right? Or no? Um, I would probably lean toward Thielen, but it's close. Yeah, okay. I, you know, you love, the, you love the potential for points here. You have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins because he, in prime time, was so bad last year. 18 points against Pittsburgh on Thursday, 15 points against Dallas on a Sunday, and then that Monday night game, against the Bears, where they were missing, I think, every starter in their secondary. Scored 14.5 PPR points, or uh, 14.5 points and six points per passing touchdown. He was terrible. And people are talking about it, Jamie. So, you know, give, give them some relief. You trust Kirk Cousins this week? I, I, I know the history, and it's, it's hard to overlook, but it's also a different situation for him because I do think that this offense is going to really allow him to make some easy throws and Give him some chance for some big plays. So I will still start him. Yes. I'm not pivoting away from Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, Dalvin Cook, of course. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Between Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, and Adam Thielen, who would be your favorite start? Dave. It's Sanders. Okay. Are we ready to just go back to him this week? 
Yes, 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 yes. Vikings weren't great against the run as far as efficiency goes last week. And I really love the offensive line. The state of the Eagles offensive line right now is a huge plus. Yeah. Working with Jalen Hurts, who's a running threat, is a huge plus. I know he's not playing every snap. I know that's going to annoy people, but the efficiency should make up for it. I think he has another good game. And I've got the numbers on the Bears running backs if you want to hear it. Go for it. Okay. Inside zone, outside zone runs. These are specific runs that teams use. Um, It's basically what Kyle Shanahan has made his bread and butter on. The Bears ran a lot of it. The rush EPA for David Montgomery on these type of runs last week was negative 0.55. That's terrible. For Khalil Herbert, it was positive 0.46. That's incredible. The Packers last week against these specific runs, they were okay. They allowed 3.8 yards per carry um, on 16 carries, but they missed three tackles, which was uh, close to the worst in the league last week. And they had a defensive rush success percentage of 62.5. That was toward the bottom half. I think Herbert is a better fit to run against the Packers this week than Montgomery. Whether it plays out this way remains to be seen, but it just goes back to what we were telling you earlier in the show. Khalil Herbert, if he's out there in your league, get him, stash him, could be huge. And not to stray too far from the topic, but I think I'm concerned, I'm sure a lot of people are concerned, that David Montgomery is just going to be one of the biggest busts in fantasy this year. There's a path to that for sure, but not there yet. You could could try trading him to the Elijah Mitchell manager now. It's not a bad idea. And and hopefully you can get something close to like a fourth or a fifth round player in exchange. All right, let me ask you some more questions about this game and then we'll move on. Miles sure. Sanders or Cordero Patterson? Sanders. Sanders. Definitely Sanders over Dobbins, over uh, yeah. Jeff Wilson, yeah. those types of guys, over Chase Edmonds, over the Jaguars guys. All right, so Sanders is going to be starting a lot of leagues. Miles Sanders or Gabriel Davis? Let's say half PPR. I'll take I'll go Davis. Okay. All right. Uh, that's, I think that's basically it. You know, De- like Devontae Smith and Adam Thielen are number three receivers. Flex guys. Yeah. You're not going to start guys like Sterling Shepard or Julio Jones over them, right? No. No. All right. Uh, the case could be made for Jones if Evans is out. Okay. We'll re explore that then. And Sh- Shepard might not be bad if Tony's out too. Well, to be and fair, Tony, out. Tony didn't really play last week. I wish he had more targets last week, man. I his wish Shepard played more, there. more targets. I mean, the fact that he's making plays down the field is pretty impressive. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But that's something that we can't count on him for. I don't want to talk bad about Shepard because I love him. But I, I just I wish he had more work in this offense. Maybe he gets it. He might get it. All right, Who else do they have? Washington at Detroit here. Uh, repeat stat of the game. I'll say it every week until it stops. Detroit allowed 94 rushing yards or a rushing touchdown to a running back in 13 of 17 games last season. And I don't know that, they, that I think Sanders had 91 last week, but obviously three running backs. I think scored he had 96. Him. 96, okay. So he got over that 94. They're the worst. The Lions run defense was the worst last year, and yeah. it looks bad again this year. So we've talked about a lot of running backs we like. Jamie, you like A.J. Dillon a lot, for example. Antonio Gibson or A.J. Dillon? Gibson. No, I think Gibson's in a good spot. You know, and and this is another guy that if he has a big blow-up game again, you might want to sell high because Robinson's expected to return in week five and the schedule gets a little bit tougher for them moving forward. So if you can, True. you know, turn him into a superstar, 
with the hope that somebody isn't paying attention to when Robinson's timeline is. Absolutely, movie should make. It's Gibson and a and like a middling number two receiver for a top fifteen receiver or a top fifteen running back. All right, so give Gibson a start this week. He's in a very good spot, yeah. and we kind of called that, you know, with starting the year with Jacksonville and Detroit, he had a great chance to get off to a good start. Uh, any? How about real quick on JD McKissick? Any interest in him? I don't no. think you want to trust him when Gibson's in this role right now, and then with Samuel doing Samuel. Samuel. Yes. And how about uh, how about the wide receivers? I'll get back to Wentz in a minute here. Sometimes what happens with Detroit, talked about it last week, and it, and it played out. Number one receivers last year and in week one destroyed them. Destroyed them. And then the number two guys might have some pretty disappointing games. Happened with A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith last week. Any concerns right. about that, or do you think the targets will be more evenly distributed as they were last year, last week, with, with Washington? I... I think this is going to be a competitive game. It's an, it, I think this is the first time the Lions have been a favorite. Yeah. In like two years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the odds makers are expecting this to be a competitive game, and I think they're trying to goad you into taking the commanders. So they must think the Lions are going to win this game. And that means that Washington's going to have to keep throwing. They're already going to have to throw a lot just because they're, they may not be confident in just running it up between the tackles. Uh, Wes Schweitzer might not play. That's going to hurt their offensive line. So I, I think you're going to see a lot more passing from the commanders again. It's why I like Wentz this week. I have no problem starting McLaurin. I have no problem starting Dotson. In PPR, I have no problem starting Curtis Samuel. Uh, and uh, we just talked about Gibson. I think those are going to be the four big targets. And Logan Thomas, too. Five. Five commanders. I'm a you fan of. better start Carson Wentz, buddy. I am starting Carson Wentz over Brady. Okay. You have him 13th. Jamie has him 15th. Heath has him 14th. So you can go to Carson Wentz if you want. Uh, he's like he's not ahead of Carr or Cousins or Rogers or Wentz. I've got Rogers ahead. I think he's a little safer. Okay, so we like a lot. Of, I probably like a lot of points in this game. Would you guys start? Well, who's your second favorite receiver uh, on Washington behind McLaurin, Dotson or Samuel? Dotson. Dotson. Okay. Uh, and Dotson. So you changed from Tuesday, Dave. You were you were Samuel on Tuesday. I think it might be format specific. Let me go back and look and see what I've got. But I'm I'm excited about Dotson. Samuel will get more targets, I think. Yes, you uh, do have. Uh, I do have Samuel, Samuel out of Dotson in full PPR. PPR. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was pretty excited saying Dotson's name just then. Yeah, so that might have it. to be a switcheroo. Feel it, baby. Okay, so Logan Thomas or Robert Tunyon. There is a there is a. Clear path for Tunyon to be more successful. Thomas might have a better game, but again, if you're looking at who could be second on the team in targets from a pass-catching standpoint, clearly the running back is going to matter. But you can make a case in Washington the same thing. Um, I, I think Tunyon could end up being a big target, part-time target for Aaron Rodgers. So I'll take Tom, uh, Tunyon. Can I have 30 seconds on Logan Thomas? Counsel? Mm, can you make it 15? Yeah, he had a 23% target per route run rate. Uh, the dude wasn't even practicing until late August, and now here he was playing 60% of the snaps for the commanders. You know about Wentz's track record, not just with tight ends, but with big-bodied receivers anyway. Uh, and the Lions almost gave up a touchdown to Dallas Goddard last week. Three for 60 for Goddard. I think that's the floor for Logan Thomas. Oh, the floor. 60 yards. That's quite a floor. That's like a top-five tight end if that's his floor. Well, I mean, in this game. Nine PPR points. Is okay. Floor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
Um, let's go to the Lions here. Start Swift any in- if he plays. Any interest in Jamal Williams? If he doesn't have Swift? No, if Swift plays. No, he's too t- he just touched on dependent. Yeah. I want to see how I rank him versus Dobbins. I have a theory. I, I feel like the carries are not going to be as even as they were last week. I think it was 14 to 11 for, for Swift, but they started using Swift more down the stretch and kind of went away from Williams until Swift had like a long run and needed a breather. So I'm hoping that they do the smart thing and maybe not this week with Swift a little banged up, but I, I'm hoping that they stop with this charade here and just give the ball to the better player. But maybe they understand that Swift can't stay healthy. That's, so I, yeah. I also thought about yeah. that, but I don't think it needs to be 50-50. I'd start Dobbins ahead of Jamal Williams if Swift is out there and not on a snap count and not injured. Okay. If Swift is out, Jamal Williams would rank where? In that Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs range. Yeah. Okay. So that's top 20. Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game? St. Brown or McLaurin? St. Brown. I think we might be onto something here with the with Washington and slot receivers. They gave up the fourth most yards to slot receivers last week, and they stunk against them in 2020. Kirk had a huge game last week, so it could be should be a good spot for St. Brown. And TJ Hawkinson is TJ Hawkinson. He's about eighth in the rankings. Sit the DSTs. Atlanta's at the Rams. Okay. It's another tough matchup for Cordero Patterson. So... What do you think? What does he do for an encore? Dave. I think he continues to get a lot of work in this offense. I would not be surprised if he picked up more catches and had maybe in the neighborhood of four or five catches this week. Runs to the edges. Is a good fantasy starter. Number two running back. How many Falcons are you confidently starting? Oh, confidently starting one. Pitts. (laughs) Yep. London had a really nice debut. I don't even know. Uh, what do you think about going Man. back to London? 74 yards on seven targets last week. Uh, stay in the States. I think he's at best of flex. And I'm a little worried about Pitts as well, but you got to start him. And I think you got to start Patterson. I think those two are the most confident you can get in a Falcons player this week. Dave, what do you think of that song, London, by Third Eye Blind, real quick? I didn't love it. I didn't oh, love it. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Didn't rock out enough for me. <laughs> well, that's that's as much as they rock out, so that's not going to be a band for you. Uh, we are hoping for a big bounce back from Matthew Stafford. He is the start of the week. Yes, yeah, stick with Kyle Pitts. Tyler Higby, though. Let's talk about the other tight end here. Uh, so we've talked about Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon. I mentioned Dawson Knox, Taysom Hill. Is Tyler Higby ahead of all those guys? 100%. I think he is. Dave doesn't seem as jazzed. Because he, because he had so much production late in the game, right? Right, and he, he, he botched it. And they might need him to block a little more this week. I'm trying to get the practice report up to date here on the Rams offensive line. Okay. Yeah, he had 11 targets, but eight of them came in the fourth quarter. He led the team in targets, Tyler Higby, in the fourth quarter. But he is a start. But this is kind of a, a hedge on Allen Robinson. If Allen Robinson's struggling again... This is the number two guy in the passing game right now. Yeah, except if you go back to Unless, last year, there was only one reli- one reliable guy. He just got everything. Cooper Cup. It did. Um, I wonder if Scron Scronek. I, I keep Scronic. Scronic. He's not Moronic. He's Ben Scronic. I, I wonder Skronek. if he gets some chances. You never mispronounce names. I know this is Scronek. Scronic. Yeah. Uh, we have a recommendation, Mister S. 
Try the song Graduate by Third Eye Blind after the show, Dave. All right, back to this game. I've heard that song. That that song definitely can slap a little bit. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, offensive line, we know that Brian Allen is going to be out. That's their starting center. Um, Joe Noteboom practiced on a limited basis on Thursday. He's their left tackle. It's it's kind of an ugly line right now. I'm hoping that they can bounce back, but they got two dudes on this offensive line I don't know anything about. Coleman Shelton, Tremaine Antrim, if that if I'm pronouncing that name right. So not that about, the Falcons' so, pass rush is dominant, but yeah. it, it, this is a this is a problem that, that the Rams have to solve. Well, so why are you so high on Daryl Henderson? Would you start Henderson over Patterson? I would start Henderson over Patterson. Henderson is definitely more of an edge runner anyway, so he can negate whatever problems they have along the offensive line, and he can catch passes out of the backfield. I might have Henderson a little too high. I got a little excited about him. I've got him top. I've got him tenth. Might be a little too much. Jamie, what do you have? He's still going to be a top fifteen guy. Jamie, where do you have Daryl Henderson? Uh, in the Sanders Jacobs range, you know, uh, slightly ahead of those guys. But you know, part of this is I expect the Rams to win this game easily, and I don't know how much K Makers is going to factor in. So uh, he should get the typical when the Rams have a guy, they lean on a guy workload, and that seems to be the case after week four. So he could yes. be looking at twenty touches in a game where they're winning by double digits. All right, Allen Robinson is, you guys definitely differ on him. Jamie's got him about 20 to 23rd, depending on the format. Dave has him closer to 30, 36, depending on the format here. So, um, uh, Dave, I'll give you the first word. Let's give me, give me 30 seconds on Allen Robinson, and Jamie, give me your rebuttal. It's hard to be worse than what he was last week, so he's going to be better. I think he needs a touchdown to be uh, a number two receiver for your fantasy team. I think he gets in the neighborhood of seven targets. Could catch five or six of them, especially if they shorten his routes. Uh, the offensive line problem goes back to Robinson's problems, too. So I, I'm ready to start him as a flex. I'm not ready to start him as a number two receiver. Uh, I would start Jarvis Landry ahead of him. I would start Tyler Boyd if there's no T. Higgins. And I would also start, I'm just looking, um, I don't think saying Brandon Cooks is that special. DK Metcalf. I would start Metcalf ahead of him as well. Adam, give me the sound. What's the sound? The you know. squeaky wheel cricket. <laughs> the squeaky cricket wheel? There it is. <laughs> he said... On the day he, never steers us awry. He doesn't. He's a, he is a reliable quote. He is the squeaky wheel whisperer. Uh, <laughs> Allen Robinson's having a huge bounce back game. There's there's no doubt in my mind he's going to get probably in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 targets. And I think he's going to deliver a strong performance this week against a very bad secondary for Atlanta. So, very excited about Allen Robinson bounce back. This week. Okay. I don't think it's a very bad secondary. I just don't think it's a a very good secondary. If he gets 10 targets, what's the stat line? Uh, eight for 2000 and two touchdowns. <laughs> 2000? I was going to say 12 for 2000 and two touchdowns on 10 targets. Somehow. Nah, he drops two. And the, but then he <laughs> catches them again, which counts as a double catch. Uh, I'll try to figure the math out here. Hey, he's got to prove it this week. This is the first Jobu player of the year. Absolutely. I think if he, I think if he does not have, if he goes three for 30 and no touchdowns, I don't care how many targets he gets. Uh, I, I think we can be done with Allen Robinson once. And sure. Mm, okay. So then Jeff Wilson or Allen Robinson? Robinson, easily. And, it's and, definitely format specific. Okay. I think in non-PPR, it's Wilson. In PPR, it's got to be Robinson. And we could poo-poo Drake London. He's not a great start, but he did crack the top 36, at least in non-PPR. So, uh, you know, you don't have to run from Drake London, but we just don't love him this week. And that would do it for this game. The Rams DST is a start. San Francisco hosting Seattle. 
this is crazy. I, I talk about it all the time. Seattle is so bad against pass-catching running backs. They have been for four years in a row. Last week, they gave up 11 catches to Javante Williams. So I thought, are there any running backs that just basically never catch passes that had big games against Seattle last year? How about this? Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Alexander Madison, Kyle Juszczyk, Carlos Hyde, A.J. Dillon with Aaron Jones playing, and Royce Freeman all had 40 or more receiving guards against the Seahawks last year. So I, it's fun. I don't feel like I can do anything with that. I don't feel like I can trust Jeff Wilson for catches. I wish I could. You so this can. Is, this is I think the, you can. The weird part of it is because Debo will probably crack that number. <laughs> right, and right, right. In the backfield as much as anybody. That's a great point. That's a great point. I bet it's like three for 20 for Jeff Wilson. That It pads his floor. He can catch the ball. It helps a little. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, use check if you're absolutely desperate. Could be the third down back because he can pass protect. Who's your favorite running chip and then run around? Who's your favorite running back in this game? I believe I have Wilson ranked the highest. Uh, Petty. So not in the top 24, right? No, no. I've got Wilson ahead of Penny because of Walker coming back. And it's the Niners. I think Penny got a little bit of a break yesterday with Walker going from full to limited. So either they're being cautious or maybe there was a slight setback. I doubt we're going to see a lot of Ken Walker in his first game. You have a cold, Jamie? I'm a little stuffy. Yeah, yeah I, I, see, I hear it every now and then. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jamie. So, do uh, you like DK Metcalf or Brandon Ayuk in this game? <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, I don't like DK Metcalf in this game, and I would only use Ayuk as a number three receiver. Who do you like better? Metcalf. Me too. But Metcalf is right at 24 for me, and it's a it's a shaky 24 among wide receivers in PPR, and Ayuk's 29th. If the weather is bad again, then I, I think I got to pivot off of IU. Because the weather's fine. Listen, this is Seattle secondary. They had their burnable moments. For what it's worth, Jamal Adams, he's more of a run defender anyway, but he's not going to play. Uh, and I think the 49ers are catching the Seahawks at a perfect time. So what? Uh, uh, when are we going to start DK Metcalf? Like, why don't you like him in this game? I think Mosley, Mosley did a pretty good job on him last year, as I recall. He wasn't good against them last year. Uh, like, I just wonder, I, I understand not starting him against the Broncos and, and Sertan. Uh, why not this game? And if not now, when with Metcalf, Jamie? I mean, I wasn't drafting Metcalf as a starter, so he's going to have to prove it to me that he is a back as a must-start receiver. So it was great that he had seven targets. It was great that he caught all seven. There are seven targets from Geno Smith, and that's the problem. And so seven for 36, not challenging down the field, with a quarterback that may have had his best game. I mean, Geno Smith was awesome against the Broncos for what Geno Smith typically does. So I'm I'm very, very nervous to say start DK Metcalf after that performance. That did not sway my opinion at all. Okay. Uh, we're not going to start a tight end, right? Even with Parkinson and and uh, Disley scoring, uh, we're not going to start a tight end. No, they're using three guys. Yeah. And uh, Metcalf or Rashad Penny? And Metcalf or Jeff Wilson? How would you rank the three of them? I would still start Metcalf over them right now. I would, but yep. would not be Especially surprised if both are better. Okay. I guess just because he is the hottest name on the waiver wire, I'll do a little bit more Jeff Wilson. Wilson. I like Wilson better than those guys in non-PPR. Jeff Wilson. I think it's kind of obvious. Jeff Wilson or Elijah Moore? Wilson. Jeff Wilson or CeeDee Lamb. Lamb in PPR and... What about half PPR? 
I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I go lamb. I got lamb a little bit higher. All right. One more. Listen, the, the, it, here's the situation for Wilson. The Seahawks defense played on Monday. Emotional win. 66 snaps. It's a little bit more than normal for the defense. No Jamal Adams. That'll matter for Jeff Wilson. It's just a matter of workload for Wilson. How many touches does he get? If he's right and he's doing okay in the game, there's no chance he's going to lose a ton of work to the other rookies that they've got. I, I think there's some pretty good upside for him uh, against the Seahawks team on a short week playing on the road. How about there's definitely upside, but the 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 negatives would be how much work does Debo continue to get? How much does Lance yes. take it on his own? And then I still think that part of the allure of the 49ers is their offensive line, which right now is a little bit of a question mark, and no George Kittle, who's the best blocking tight end in football. So you have a little bit of a, 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 a still a negative working against him. Plus, how much are they going to use the other guys? How much are they going to work in TDP and, and Jordan Mason? Right. So I think that I, I would, comes down to – I would use this ahead. as a kind of like a wait-and-see game for Jeff Wilson. So if you don't have to play him, don't play him. All right. Uh, finally, uh, well, this, this how game, many games this did over. Wilson have with 15 touches last year? Two. He had two? 20 touches, 13 touches, 23 touches, and 17 touches. So he had three. That so was three, the, and Debo was playing in that Debo role, the yes. new Debo role in all those games. Yes, he was. Yeah, I'm pretty good with Jeff Wilson this week as like a low end number two running back. You don't have to start him. Okay, but he's 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 not bad. Not bad. All right, start the 49ers DST, and that's it for that game. Uh, we've been gone overtime here, so I think we can honestly do one minute on Giants and Carolina. McCaffrey and Barkley for sure. Who do you have ranked higher, Jamie? Save the worst for last. Barkley, Barkley. Barkley over, over McCaffrey? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. just remember, uh-huh. the Giants were so bad against pass-catching running backs last week. That could be a trend all season. They have dreadful linebackers, so take advantage of that, Carolina, for DFS, of course. Um, and then DJ Moore, we like a lot. Dave said he's a top 30 overall player, so start him. And then Top who, 12 receiver in PPR. Who's your favorite Giants wide receiver? Is it Shepard? Yes. Yes. Where do you have him ranked? In that Jarvis Landry range. I got him behind Landry. He's outside of my top 36. I'd rather have Dotson in PPR, Julio in PPR, Curtis Samuel in PPR. I want him on my team, though. I want him on my bench, and if I'm in a pinch, I use him as a starter. Any uh, – wh- who would you start the um, Panthers DST over? Which DSTs? The Falcons. Um, Eagles, Vikings. Okay. How about Bengals or Panthers? Bengals. Bengals, Bengals, Browns, uh, Dolphins, Ravens. Dolphins. Okay, so Dolphins. I think the Dolphins get after Lamar again. All right. I don't think the Ravens can solve that problem that they had last year. All right, everybody. Have Not a Christian Wolves out there. Have a wonderful Friday. That's true. That's true. That's a huge factor. We will talk to you literally on Saturday with the mailbag. We're recording on Friday. Watch HQ. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today, and it's time to go. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.